0: Welcome to the Meditation Podcast. You can find all our episodes on meditationpodcast.org. We're also on YouTube. You'll find the links in the podcast description. I'm also a podcasting coach because I've got five other podcasts with four in the top 5%. And you can find everything on Roycon.com. Today, my guest us from South Africa, but in Israel, please welcome Samantha Amit.
1: Hi, everybody. Hi, Roy. (laughs) Thanks for having me here today.
0: Delighted to have you. So you might let the listeners know who's Samantha.
1: Yeah, well, I'm not sure where to start, but seeing that this is a meditation podcast, maybe I'll go back a bit and and tell you how I came to meditation, because who I am is really a lot around that. So does that work for you?
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Okay, so um, I suppose identity-wise, I consider myself, you know, um, You know, I'm married with uh, three kids today. But uh, many years ago, I was married, living in a foreign country with two kids, Uh, young two kids, um, a career in leadership in a software development company. And I uh, was the superwoman working, managing people. Um, Then we were already actually working in a global environment, I worked for a big company and I used to come home at night exhausted with this much patience and I found myself from the superwoman to be you know like a terrible mom and uh, my husband used to walk in the door from um, also from a high-tech company and I pounced on him like take the kids you know and uh, bath time was just another chore for me and truthfully I hated myself And the turning point came when I went to South Africa on holiday. And there, you know, the washing was done for me. My mother cooked for me and the kids were happy on holiday. And I became this different mom. And I thought, why can't I be that kind of mom also and work? So that's how I came to meditation. So today I am a mindfulness practitioner and I bring mindfulness and meditation into my life every day to the people that I work with. So I'm a leadership and team coach and mindfulness practitioner. And it all started when I just hated myself. And I knew I had to find a better way of being in the world. And uh, so that's what I do. I help companies thrive. I help leaders in companies really be connected to whatever's important for them so that they can thrive today and not only at work, but also in life.
0: Beautiful yeah. I, I think it's, yeah. a, it's a lovely journey because, I mean, you know, lots of times people realize that they realize, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm coming home, energy is gone and the slightest thing triggers me. And there's a load of people like that. And mm-hmm. I think you have to, mm-hmm. you have to find, you look within to kind of overcome that. But just curious, what kind of meditations did you go through all different types before you found one that kind of suited you?
1: Yeah, so it's a great question. So you know with COVID now everything's opened up to learning meditation online but then meditation was very much about actually learning with a teacher and and going to retreats. So the problem that I had was that I was a career woman so I was a A female leader working in a high-tech company, a global company with thousands of employees. And to be honest, I didn't have time to go away on retreats. I was traveling. So what I did was I dabbled with different things. So I used to do small workshops. I looked up, you know, I used to get audio CDs at the time. I did short courses. So I tried different things. And that's my approach also today in life is I try different things for different people to see what they connect with. So I couldn't meditate in the beginning. I couldn't do more than just a few minutes. And so that's my thing today to start with five minutes. And so sometimes I build up a habit of working, you know, meditating for for 30 minutes is my practice. But often I fall off and so I start again with five minutes, sometimes even one minute. And so my approach is you find what works for you. So whatever I tried, I'm a mindfulness-based stress reduction practitioner. So there's mindful walking, there's the body scan, there's silent sitting in uh, silent sitting, which is Vipassana. And so I do a lot of all of that and my, um, my big passion is for actually informal practice which is do you know what informal practice is no so there's formal practice which is sometimes called contemplative practice where you'll do let's say mindful sitting or sitting meditation or breath work and that's a formal practice and then informal practice is like for example Let's say we're speaking now, okay? So it's an informal practice. How, how present am I in the moment now with you? So there are lots of things I can notice. So when I'm with my clients, I notice their body language. I notice their tone. I'm like really listening for many, many different things. That's an informal practice. And then also I am noticing what's going on within me. So how much am I listening and how much are my thoughts wondering if you're doing the talking, let's say, for example. So now you're listening to me, right? Where's your mind right now? Or you think oh when is she gonna stop yeah,
0: no I'm fully present and, yeah. <laughs> and and like a, a talk yeah. will come into my yeah. head of a question but I don't keep thinking of the question I'm just fully present in what you're saying but I know yeah. that some people you know they can't do that you know that they're not there you know they've right. they've, they've, they've switched off and they're they're just kind of waiting to, to go in with their question and exactly you know, yeah
1: exactly so for example the leaders that I that I work with let's say they're in a meeting. They're often thinking, as you say, of what's the next question they should be asking. So they're not fully present or, um, you know, how can I contribute? How can I contribute? So an informal practice could be for them to sit in the meeting and just notice where their mind is, notice where their mind is. And then I ask them to journal a little bit around that. So when they do the journaling, the writing, then they will be able to afterwards read and see if there's a pattern. Is that pattern coming up every time they're in a meeting? And so they, every time they're in conversation, they can write for a few minutes around what their thinking's like, what emotions present and what's going on in their body. And that way they start learning about themselves and it's fascinating. So we create these exercises. I help leaders create the exercises that work for them. And I call it informal practice. Because not everybody wants to sit. It's the hardest thing to do, actually sitting in silence. Because then you meet yourself, right? You meet your demons. You meet the good side. But you often meet the things you don't want to see.
0: The the problem, I think, in the last especially the last kind of five to 10 years is with technology because even people going previously on a bus trip they're looking out the window that's a form of meditation now people and same in the office it is you know especially high level they're glued to their phones so they don't right. go into their head they're just right. constantly looking for something and yeah. i think they're missing out a lot by doing that
1: yeah yeah yeah. So that's a whole, that's a whole side that I'm fascinated around, you know, uh, I call it like productivity. And this attention, uh, that, that our attention is jumping around all the time. And there's so much research that's been done on that, that we cannot anymore hold our attention because we the, the phone has made us you know jump around the fear of missing out, checking our messages, checking our emails, and so it's very hard to focus today,
0: absolutely. And yeah, you, like you've mentioned, uh, you've th- three children, and I'm just curious, are you actually trying to get them interested in this, or are you just leaving them have their own journey?
1: All uh, right, so today I have three, uh, three kids, the first two. Wow, I don't know how they they handled having a mom like me, but um, that's that's where mindfulness actually saved me, and meditation really saved me from myself. My journey is less around trying to change my kids; it's more around me being a better mom, me being a better leader, me being a better coach, so that I can, you know, bring that energy into whoever I'm with and help them so i'm not i'm less about changing others and more inviting them into you know the space that i'm in and then and then i think the magic happens yeah
0: yeah Yeah. yeah. so i know that which with the clients i don't know i presume because i i read that say you've like said in 25 different countries that you've had clients and was that always online or were you actually at times in the country uh, dealing with uh, the different clients Mm,
1: mm -mm. yeah it's a it's a great question so I, i i love to travel and a lot of my work is actually you know on zoom on teams um whatever the client's using and so even before the pandemic, I was always, you know, meeting clients either in a group format or uh, one-on-one, but often online, not in person. So I'm used to working.
0: Yeah. And did you notice any trends? Like I know everyone's an individual, but yeah, with nationalities, did you, yeah. did you notice with the clients from certain countries that there was a certain trend?
1: Yeah, there's, uh, there are absolutely differences between countries. Yeah, there's a lot. This is another subject on itself. Um, It fascinates me. And I think that the meditation practice and the mindfulness helps me to, um, to relate very easily to much more easily, let's say to the different the differences, because there are differences. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, which uh, cuz I I see the uh, qualifications you trained is it Bangor is that the, in Wales is it the Bangor in Wales?
1: So, yeah. So, uh are you familiar with John Kabat-Zinn and the MBSR course that he has, mindfulness-based stress reduction? No, no. Yeah. So, because yeah, I'm I'm naturally a doer and so sitting in meditation and doing nothing like just sitting was like foreign to me and uh, because I'm such a doer and my value of doing is so high that I get stressed out if I'm doing nothing and because I like, I'm a high achiever and I like to do so much I also suffer from stress so I'm a type A personality I suffer from stress so many years ago, I, I studied mindfulness-based stress reduction, and um, that, that, that's a course that's been in many countries all over the world. If you Google MBSR, there's in almost every country there are courses, and that course originally was developed by Jon kabat and he, the course is, is taught originally at Massachusetts University in the United States. And in Europe, it's taught at Bengal University. So that's the original. So I was actually trained as a practitioner through Bengal University together with IDC and Israel. One of the practitioners, she came out to here to Israel and we did a retreat here and we were trained here. It's called TTR1 teachers training one yeah yeah
2: and yeah
0: big like because i know a lot of people that are working for corporations i mean i've worked for myself since i moved to poland 15 years ago and even from a young age i was always kind of entrepreneurial but what i've noticed is a lot of people that work for corporations they're not really happy they're all stressed they're all there's, there's very few that are just chilled out and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i i suppose maybe what kind of advice that you could have, you know just talk to them kind of get a bit mindful that i can forward this on to them and kind of help them out a bit
1: yeah yeah so are you interested in doing a practice now like right here right now
0: sure yeah
1: okay so one of the practices that i everybody that meets me knows and it's part of uh, you know I've, I've also developed i'm developing a course now called conscious leadership with a company called co-creation and I have a digital online course as well called Mindful Leadership. And I can send you a link for that as well. There's also a free um, a, three, a, a a free mini course of that as well. So in the course, there is what I call a check-in. So every day to start with a check-in, which is like a little pause. And so to just take you what that does, mindfulness is, is a form of meditation which you um, you drop into the present moment when you're practicing formally. And if we're looking at our internal experience, cause you can also be in the present moment, both internally and also externally. So internally I can watch my thoughts. I can look at my feelings and I can scan my body and see what's going on in my body. Cause all of this will give me an indication of my internal experience. And then if I want to look at what my external experience is, it's also like bringing you in what's going on in the room. And that's very helpful in leadership. So one of the things that I, you know, work a lot with every leader that works with me or every group or every team is what I call a check-in or pause where we drop into the moment and we do that, which we can practice now and I can just guide you through it. And then I have, like, a, 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 let's say, I co-create with them an exercise that they can do. For example, in the morning, or they can do it before meeting, and just to check in with what's going with them, what's going on with them right now. So, um, so maybe we can do. We let's just practice now. So, uh, I was sitting with my with my legs up, but I'm going to actually put my feet on the floor. And um, so this is what I do with my clients, okay? So I invite them to sit upright. So of course, if anybody's driving and listening to this this podcast right now, just continue driving, focus on on what you're focusing on. And of course, don't listen to the exact instructions because I'm going to invite you to sit upright in your chair or wherever you are. If you're lying down, that's also absolutely fine. Uh, again drivers just concentrate on the road and so to just sit upright but uh, not too stiff and to make sure that your neck is yeah also upright but and and your chin is leveled but not uh, too down and not too stiff so just sitting comfortably and you can even lift your shoulders and drop them down exactly and put your feet on the ground maybe just feeling into the ground and just coming to notice your breath, breathing in and breathing out. If you want, you can actually close your eyes, but you don't have to. Whatever comfortable for you. And just noticing your breathing. No need to change anything. That's what's really wonderful about mindfulness. Just we know how to breathe, just
2: breathing in and breathing out. And notice what the breath's like right now. And what I often say to leaders is just ask yourself, what's the weather like inside right now? So just going in, what's the landscape? What's the weather report right now within? And whatever you're noticing, almost as if you're watching a movie, just notice it. And if
1: there is any judgment at all, just notice that too.
2: See if you can put that aside and be gentle with yourself. Inviting curiosity in. Maybe you're noticing an emotion or emotions that are present right now. Just noticing them maybe coming back to the breath. Perhaps being aware of any sensations that are present in the body as you scan your body from head to foot. And again, coming back to the breath, just breathing in and breathing out, no need to change anything. Now I'm gonna invite you to just notice if there are any thoughts present. And if you've noticed that your mind has wandered,
1: which it tends to do from time to time, then just gently bringing it back to my
2: voice now and noticing if there are any thoughts present. And letting go of those thoughts and just again, coming back to the breath. Breathing in and breathing out. And as we come to the end of this short check-in, I'm going to also invite you to
1: just perhaps thank yourself for taking these few minutes
2: to look within. How am I right now? This really is a time for healing, It's a time for introspection, getting to know ourselves. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes again. Come back. Very nice. So how was that for you, Roy?
0: It was lovely. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. So, So maybe I'll just add that sometimes it's lovely and sometimes it isn't. And that's also okay because that's exactly what we want to meet ourselves wherever we are and just notice what's going on. And, um, yeah, it's an opportunity to say, okay, what now? You know, I have also this, This, you know, the acronym STOP, S-T-O-P.
0: There's so many, I don't yeah. know.
1: <laughs> So, so I use that a lot also with leaders in organizations, because it's easy to remember. So stop stands for um, to stop and be still. The S is for still. T is for take a few breaths. It always helps because whenever we breathe, we, we also activate the parasympathetic nervous system, which helps calm us down and then o is for options what are my options and then p is how will i proceed because we always have a choice and so when we stop and we take notice of what's going on we can always have options and there are always a number of options and then we can choose how we want to proceed in the next moment
0: yeah So I know you're an author as well. Is the book around the same kind of thing?
1: Yeah, so the book, the book that I co-authored together with uh, Dr. Jonathan or Professor Jonathan Passmore, we, we wrote that book in 2017 and a huge part of the book is around helping leaders to be more mindful at work. And it's based on a model that I created called mindful act and the act also stands for the acronym ACT and act is around. You have to actually do something. It's an act to be mindful to meditate is an act. It's something that's so not passive. It's something that is actually so active. That's where the acronym ACT comes from. And so the book's based on that that model of ACT, how I can achieve more, how I can connect better, and how we can thrive as an organization.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: And I know you've got a blog as well. Did the blog kind of turn into chapters for the book? So, no, the chapters for the
1: book came about through the model. Yeah. I worked together with Jonathan. It's actually an interesting story of how we met. Yeah. So he basically challenged me to write the book because at the time I was doing quite a few mindfulness, mindful leader workshops within organizations, both, you know, online and also in person. I've worked also with a few of the embassies in israel so those were also those were in person i've worked with the swedish with the norwegians for example and i've done workshops with them and so and with the american embassy as well and so he said to me we were sitting opposite the american embassy on the beach jonathan had just come for a coaching he was a keynote speaker and he just come to israel to to speak at one of our coaching conferences And he said to me, well, you're so passionate about mindfulness. Why don't you write a book? And I said to him, are you crazy? There's no ways I can write a book. So he basically challenged me and I'm always up for a challenge. And so I said to him, you know, Jonathan, if you co-author the book with me, then maybe just maybe, uh, you know, I'll write it. And so um, basically, he mentored me the whole way through the book and the book is on this model that i've been working with in organizations for now it's actually more than a decade it's more like 15 years with this model of achieve connect and thrive and so we put together a skeleton of the book of the chapters that we thought would be most relevant and as you said a lot of it is about helping people also leaders and everybody today just be more connected to what's important to them and um, yeah and he being a professor he put together all the research parts of the book so that's how it came about yeah
0: and just just kind of finally on the coaching side of things because obviously you would do one-on-ones as well but when you're doing a team and it's on say zoom like Mm -hmm. what kind of I suppose tricks to make sure that you're engaging with everybody, because that can be difficult in itself when there's more Mm. than one. Mm, mm,
1: mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. So we'd often do an exercise also like a grounding exercise in the beginning, similar to something like we've done together, but maybe a bit shorter. Um, A grounding exercise could also be something uh, related to somatic work, grounding in the body, just spending a bit more time feeling the body. And then uh, how I work with a team is I always work with a co-coach. So a a co-team coach. So one of us is more, let's say, watching the front of the room. Some of us is watching the back of the room. And that's just metaphorically, you know, we have listened in different ways and um yeah just you know it's still like there won't be more than i would say eight people in the team that's ideally to have around eight people plus the two coaches and then sometimes we do break out into rooms to give people more of a chance to speak and just watching it's very much about watching the dynamics of what what goes on in the room so let's say somebody speaks a lot you can be sure that that person that speaks a lot speaks a lot also in meetings so i would say something like you know is is this how you usually are and is this how you want to be you know so if the team has wants to create more inclusion and they want to create more of a voice for everybody so how does that look like and so you co-align that together, you co-create that together.
0: Okay, excellent, mm-hmm. excellent. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I totally enjoyed her conversation. She might let people know how how can they find Samantha?
1: Yeah, so I'm on all the social media. Also, so Samantha Amit, just Google Samantha Amit, you'll find me on all the social media. My we- website is askyourcoach.com with half ends in the middle. So ASK minus uh ask your coach, yourcoach.com. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I'll make sure I put all the the, the links in all the social mm-hmm. media channels, but the audio mm-hmm. on Thank you very much, mm-hmm. Samantha.
1: Thank you so much, Roy, for inviting me. Well.
0: So that's all for the making podcast or the uh, meditation podcast. Sorry, I have so many podcasts I get muddled up. And <laughs> be sure to give us a thumbs up, subscribe, give us a five star rating. it really helps. Until next week, take care.